Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ritual Rewind. Today, we are going to do a listener suggestion. And, well, we need to have a talk. See me on the other side of this intro. So, we, uh, I think that we treated Tales of the Abyss with all the... Hi, Austin. ...dignity that it deserved. None. Um, he has decided that he's just wants another go-round. And, uh, Craig, I, I don't know, did you see the letter that he wrote us? Because we need to talk. That, that... Uh, I think all the foul language in it was uncalled for. Absolutely shocked. Uh, how dare you suggest doing that to my wife? I, I cried for days and days and days. It's just... Still not over, I think. Now, you may be thinking, dear listener, and we know you're out there because we have numbers on you, uh, why, why we're making a big deal of this. And that is that I think the tyranny of King Austin should come to an end. Um, the, the letters he's sending us, the, the foul, <laughs> foul suggestions, things he'd like to do to our holes in our face, just, I don't want to put up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to do this last game for Austin, and then hopefully uh, somebody else will suggest what they want to do to my eye holes. Um, so anyway, he suggested Star Tropics. And Star Tropics is a game I don't have a ton of history with, so I was kind of curious to get into this. Craig, do you have any history with Star Tropics? No, like, literally, this is, but what we were just saying before this, there's so many games I've now heard about compared to two years ago, and I now once again have to say, no idea what this is, never heard of it in my puff. Well, that might be because it didn't release until 1992 over there, which was like... I mean, that's only three years away from the PlayStation, right? 95? Oh, that's late. That's very... Yeah, that's that's uh, that was two years into SNES here. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah. there's no, no wonder. So, Austin didn't actually say things he wanted to do to our eye holes. He didn't. Um, but he did say that this was a game he was curious about and that uh, we should have a look. I am happy to say right off the bat that this is no Tales of the Abyss. Uh, Craig, does this look like Tales of the Abyss to you? It does not look like Tales of the Abyss. I can confirm it looks nothing like Tales of the Abyss. The world map looks pretty similar, though, to uh, what Tales of the Abyss is. It's world got the map same was. feeling. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of water in that over. There's a lot of water. The island is tiny. It's like if your character is one character. What would your character be? One guy wide. Some parts of the island are only two or three guys wide. I don't know if a guy now, is now, like now. A, you know, a measurement. Craig, most people are only one person wide. I haven't met too many people that were multiple people wide. But his name is Mike, isn't it? Well, no, that's his ego. Is multiple people wide. Oh. Um, oh, right. Were you talking about the Mikey in the game? Yes. Mikey. Oh, oh I thought you meant our Mike with no, his Mike. giant inflated ego. So Mikey is one Mikey wide, and the island that he's on is only like eight Mikeys wide. Buildings are only one Mikey wide, and trees are one Mikey wide. It's, it's, it's some place. It's pretty much become a unit of measurement for this island, is how many Mikeys is your house. And, mm-hmm. You know, I can lift four Mikeys. It's very odd. Okay, so uh, let's get into the game here. Um, my history with Star Tropics is Star Tropics 2 had a really cool cover. It's got a monster with a claw on it, and it's ripping through the actual cover, and it's like, oh, that is cool. And then I played Star Tropics 1 and went, oh, it's Zelda. And, and then I promptly didn't play Star Tropics 2. 
and uh, Craig, I you said you have absolutely no history. Yeah, none, none whatsoever. The one thing I did know because I've listened to a podcast, and I'm not not name dropping the podcast because I'm of anything else other than I forget which one. Let's say it was Retronauts. Um, the game I know came with a letter, which at some point you had to dip in water to reveal a code as part of the game. Yeah, man, it's, it's it, nice little feelies. Yeah, so that was the only thing that I knew about this. And it was the only fact I remembered. Everything else seemed to be unme- unrememberable to me. So, how did you play this one? Yeah, with my fingers. Really? Yep. I thought you would go for the challenge mode of using your kidney and spleen. Nope, nope. I used my fingers on a gamepad on my laptop on a NES emulator because... For some strange reason, of all the things I've got in my Wii RetroPie, this game wasn't one of them. Did you did, did you find the same? I no, the because same. I played it on the Switch, where it's available for free. Oh, God damn it! so it is. I could have played it on the Switch. <laughs> you ah, could have played it on the Switch. I really could have played it on the Switch. You're very right. Uh, yep, this is the, one of the many games that comes when you pay for the Nintendo Online thing. Which, if you listen to our River City Ransom episode, I'm, I'm still quite sorry for that. But uh, we talked about it there. Um, I, I think it works rather well. I haven't run into a problem with it. Do you know, um, I, I'm sure I would have loved to play it on the Switch if only someone had let me know that you could play it well, on the Switch. Well, I, I figured somebody's brain was working correctly and they thought, oh, NES. Oh, hey, Switch has that NES thing. I'll check and see if it's there. Instead of defaulting to, well, a dirty, dirty pirate. Which I guess is appropriate for this. That's semi-appropriate. I, I think, though, if if it's already available on the Switch, on that thing, is it really pirating if I play it a different way? Because I've already got access to it in one way. So if I'm playing it on the laptop instead, is that piracy? Well, um, or is it as long as you mail license? a $5 check to Nintendo to say, I played your game and I don't want to pirate it, so here you go. Okay, I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, no, I, I don't think... I don't know. That that is a sticky conversation to have, right? Like, uh, I know we're getting off topic here, but just really quick. (laughs) So, on game subscription services, like Games with Gold or PS Now or the Switch, I forget what it's called. I think it's just called NES something. I think it has NES. When when you're playing on a subscription, I wonder how much money goes to the individual people you're playing. Like, Like, the individual developers. Like... If you play Street Fighter 4 on PS Now or Games with Gold, does any money actually go to Capcom? Or do they get an upfront, okay, we will pay you X amount of dollars to have your game on our service for a year? And that's that. It's a good question. A good question, which I know nothing about. Might have to investigate this because I'm now... Yeah, that's a curious Google. Okay, so uh, back to Star Tropics. I, I played up until the third dungeon... Uh, so I killed the octopus. Oh, I didn't get I didn't and, get that far. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I, I found something out about Star Tropics. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I like this more than Zelda, the the original Zelda, not okay, like yeah, Breath yeah. of the Wild Zelda. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I, I have a few niggling complaints with it, but all in all, I kind of like this game. Uh, where did you get to, Craig? Um, I didn't get very far, to be honest, because I didn't, I didn't have a lot of time. I got enough to get a whiff of it, so I saved a dolphin thing, and I must have went through the second dungeon. Um, Did you get a baseball bat as a weapon? I don't think so. 
that's like midway through the second dungeon you pick up the baseball bat. So I must have then. I must have. Yeah. Because the dolphin is after the first dungeon. The dolphin's after the first dungeon, and then the second dungeon had like a pink thing with wobbly arms for the boss. That's an that's an octopus. The octopus. So I killed the octopus and then called it quits. So you quit at the exact same place I did. Oh. <laughs> I, well, no, I went a little further. I got to the th- Craig. Okay, so uh, time is a thing, Craig, and we measure it by our experiences. So you need to remember these things. Oh dear God! Sort of okay, up. so so uh, this game did not make a really good first impression with me because uh, you start out just you're you're put down on a world map and all you can really get to is a village. So you go to the village and you talk to the first person and says, "Hey, the village chief wants to talk to you. Go there." So you go there and you talk to the village chief, which uh, pretty good art. On like the the major NPC characters, looks a bit it's like Ron cool Jeremy. He does, yeah. he does. So after you're done speaking to Chief Ron Jeremy, you're basically told, "Oh, your uncle or grandpa? I think it's uncle, uncle right? Yeah, Uncle J or Uncle yeah. D, you're- Uncle J Jones, Uncle J. Oh yeah, Doctor Jones. So yes, yeah, so your your uncle, Doctor Jones, is in trouble, and you must go help him. And then boop, you're just plopped right back down in the village and you're like uh okay and the only place of interest really is this hut that whenever you step close to it a guy says hey go away knowing video games you're like okay that's where i have to go it took me 45 minutes craig to figure out how to get in there oh what was the solution because i just went in of course you did uh, you have to literally talk to everybody in the village. Oh, I did, I did that, but as standard practice, spoke to and, But there was some dude behind a bush that I didn't see, and I'm like, well, uh. I ended up having to Google how to get past the first screen of this stupid game. Oh, my God. No, I spoke to everyone on the way around, so I got like guy going, "Hey, we could go. F- we should go fishing together." Oh, hey, your granddad's told me all about you. I feel like I've known you all my life. That's a bit creepy, wow, that's, mate. That's almost verbatim, Craig. That's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's something else, but yeah, I spoke to everyone just in case. You know, you get a good bit of information. So, so moving on, as the games master, I am. I went in and uh, this is basically the first dungeon. It pops you out and then the only place you can go is the first dungeon. And um, I have some complaints about the combat system, but Craig, why don't you explain the combat system here? Uh, it's fairly, it's quicker than Zelda and more long range than Zelda. So you can run about, up, down, left, right. You have a yo-yo, like a ninja yo-yo or something. And you can yo-yo enemies that are too... <laughs> Two Mikeys away from you. <laughs> uh, two squares away from you, up, down, left, and right. Enemies tend to be wee animals that'll take one or two hits. They travel up, down, left, right, and some bats go diagonally. And that's about it. The only other difference in combat to the Zelda side of things is, is you can jump and attack. So you, you've got enemies on blocks that you can jump over to, attack and jump back and bounce about these blocks. And you can jump anywhere that's one block. So there's a gap of one block and then one block you can jump uh, to. I'm sorry. Yes. It, it's You can jump two Mikeys. You can, oh, right, yeah. Sorry, you can jump two Mikeys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go and relabel my... It, 
my measuring tape and everything now. Um, <laughs> and uh, the interesting thing is uh, a lot of these rooms, once you get past like the beginning couple of rooms, there is a prescriptive way to get through them, kind of like a block puzzle, except you're not pushing anything. You're, okay, I got to jump there, then jump here, then j- make kind of a weird pattern to get where you need to go because you can only jump one or two blocks wide. I, I found that kind of interesting because... The first couple of screens you're in in the dungeons, it's just kill everyone. Kill everyone you get through. And then after that, you have to jump in a certain block to unlock unlock or reveal a button and then jump on that block. Oh my god. My phone's on. That was my... a really good sound effect though, right when you said jump on that block. And That's then, the noise ding, it makes. The door opens. I, just, I did it on purpose, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, so you jump in one block, it reveals a button. You jump in another block, it opens the door. And I really liked those screens where you had the puzzle. I really liked it. Uh, the game this reminds me of, and I will butcher this because it is Japanese, it's Make You Jin Baba. And it's a game kind of like this where you have dungeons, but your character only jumps. So think playing Star Tropics, but you can only jump from block to block, and each screen is just blocks. Right? So if you ever played that game, that's a lot what this is like, except you can attack while you're jumping. The only complaints I have here are two fairly minimal ones or ones that would just take a little while to get used to. And that is, I don't like the whole jump on every block in the room until you see a switch thing. That kind of gets old after a while. It plays into exactly why I'm struggling with Stardew Valley just now. Because I have you played Stardew Valley? Uh, a very small amount, okay. but yeah. The mining in Stardew Valley involves going into a level, hitting everything until you reveal a hole which you can climb down, or fall down, or ladders which you can climb down, and it's randomised, and by the time you get to like level 40 of hitting everything aimlessly until you reveal the hole, it does get a bit tiring, so I didn't play this game long enough for it to get tiring, but I can totally see how it would... Okay, yeah, that's um, that's a very Harvest Moon way of doing things in the, in the mines. Yeah, um, if I remember right, I believe there's a trick to it in Stardew Valley. I think because I remember Kelsey playing it and her complaining about the same thing. Is like, ah, oh, let me see if there's a trick. Like, you know, if the rocks are in this formation, maybe the holes here. There is know, that kind totally of thing. a trick. Uh, you just buy all your ore, farm, buy all your ore instead of having to do any mining at all because you don't need to engage with any system you don't want to. So you're saying pay to win, Craig? Well, no, you just have to farm extra. (laughs) Farm extra chickens. Look, Craig, in my day, we farmed those mines. (laughs) And we were grateful that we had the opportunity. Um, you know, that's something only 80s kids would understand, I think. Uh, but no, no, in Stardew, it's like if you, if you do a certain pattern you'll hit all the squares in the room with the minimal amount of effort. The second complaint that I have, and and this is something I think I had a complaint with in Zelda 2 is, not Zelda 2, but Zelda also, is if you push the directional input on a D-pad, he doesn't move that way. Okay, yeah. So if you're facing left and you press up, he just turns up. He doesn't actually move up. So if you want to go, say, left to right, you have to double tap right so he starts moving Right. It's just something that took a little while to get used to, and it feels kind of clunky, especially since you can't walk diagonals. I totally agree. Yeah. 
I did like. Oh, the... I guess over then. I know. No, I did like the actual running animation. Like a much preferred between overworld graphic look and the dungeon graphic look. I much preferred the dungeons because you've got a wee bit more detail on your character. But the biggest thing I liked was the kind of running and slightly sliding animation. Yeah, he does to... have mom- momentum. Yes, so it, it really it feels quite great running about. It just feels f- fast. Faster than Zelda, anyway. Yeah, well, the fir- yeah. when we say Zelda, we're, we're talking about the first yes. one specifically, not, you know, Twilight yeah. Princess. And when we say so Zelda 2, graphics... we don't mean Zelda 2, we mean Zelda also. Yes. Except when we're directly comparing it to Twilight Princess. <laughs> which um, has nothing to do with this game, so... Uh, yeah, the overworld, right? Like, the overworld, there are puzzles you will have to solve on the overworld. And the ones that I ran into aren't really brain taxing, but it, it does remind me like the problem with modern, I don't want to say problem, modern game puzzles are very different than what they used to be. Um, modern game puzzles, they very clearly define the world. This is interactable. This isn't use these tools to solve this problem. My problem with older games is the rule set for this puzzle is not very clearly defined of like yes you just gained an ability to where your submarine can be submersed but you can only use it on certain tiles it's like, oh okay that's a little weird uh you know the lighthouse puzzle craig that's mainly what i'm referencing right because there's a part where if you want to get the heart that's up on the beach or even the bottle that you have to get to progress the game you have to walk through a tile that looks like a mountain that looks like every other mountain tile. To be honest, I had that problem even when you were just trying to navigate in the submarine through the, you know, the island kind of maze type yeah. section. And there's obviously... Because there were only certain yeah. places you can go under. Yeah. I, I just kind of like... To, I, just, I take anything like that. I take any lack of signposting as just being a... a result of the era of gaming we're in where you've not got like a HUD or a task list or anything major sitting there directing you and where to go it's just get on with it mate you know we've made this game well, just get on with it uh, yeah we made this game you shut up and you like it um, <laughs> no no I, I'm not necessarily saying it as a this is why old games are terrible it's just it always takes my brain a little bit to go back to that era of like, oh, they, this was like the only game for three months. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So the obtuseness of old games, it, I don't think it's because they weren't as skilled designers. I think it was just kind of like your, well, I, I know we bring this up every episode, Craig. <laughs> it was like adventure game puzzles. It's just, well, we expect this to last you like five hours, so we have yep. to kind of make it hard so it will last five hours every every uh, 10 hours of game... gameplay equals an extra star in the reviews oh wow this game lasts 50 hours it's amazing despite the 50 hours oh, yeah. being trying to like find invisible squares in a map <laughs> the worst of all yeah I mean I I don't think it's bad it's just oh that's a, that's a different yeah. era right there and, and there weren't too many things that I noticed in this that I played, I played probably for like an hour, hour and a half. 
And, like, that was really the only big thing of, oh, I had no idea, no, I could go through this mountain at all. Uh, out of curiosity, did you have any trouble with, this is something I'd, I'd kind of like to make it a point to dress every once in a while. Is, did you have any trouble with your color blindness um, on this? Not particularly. Mostly because I took to hitting, walking into everything. Um, the biggest challenge I actually had at the start was trying to figure out what was what was a building to go into and what wasn't because you go into that first hut and it does the wee animation you're inside a hut. But then there's someone in what looks like a building to the top of the place with a table inside. And it's not. It's like an outdoor table with a wall around it. And then there's another hut with a roof. Oh, yeah. And wee things like that. I thought the roof um, roofs of houses were fields of grain, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it, it, it takes time for your eyeballs to, to get used to that level of abstractness. Yeah. Um, you know what it didn't take time for my eyeballs to get used to? That pig had a butthole. Oh, yeah. Always wondered why they insist on making buttholes, but... So, if you're into buttholes in retro games, well, Star Tropics has you covered. Maybe maybe that's Ron Jeremy's thing. I'm not sure. It, it could be... Um, why did... Well, I know, I know why pigs have buttholes. Because they've got buttholes. <laughs> the same reason everyone has a butthole, right? Uh, as... Why did they bother to do it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it made me laugh. Maybe maybe it's just a comedic thing. But I, I was like, oh, oh hey, I didn't, I didn't expect that. So, all in all, Craig, now, being realistic mm-hmm. here, I, I doubt you're going to take the time to go and finish Star Tropics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I doubt that I'm going to either, unless I'm in a retro mood. Yeah. Where do you fall on this? I really enjoyed it. Like, for what I've played so far, it, you're right, it's, this is very tricky because had I had more time in life, actually, I do have time in life because I'm two weeks in France with just the Switch. Ah, oh, well, there there's you go. Enough, Make sure you update it before you go. There's not enough Switch games to go and, you know... Sit for two weeks, so I might end up playing it. But it's a—I think it's a really great game for what I've played so far. Really nice music, quite nicely animated. Ron Jeremy featured in it. A pig's butthole. What more do you want? I think it's—it's it's certainly better than Zelda. The first Zelda. It's certainly better than Zelda one, two. Zelda one two. I've never played that one. We called it Zelda twelve. <laughs> Um, no, like, like I always ask myself on, on these kind of things, okay, so if I was stuck for a day and this was all I had, would I still play games or would I find something else to do? Um, this, this one, I, I honestly think I would finish this game. Like if I didn't have hundreds of these things to play through, I, I would probably play Star Tropics. I, I was dumb as a kid. I should have actually sat down and played this. That's an absolute brilliant way to look at it. If you're stuck with it for the day, are you going to play it or are you going to find something else? And I most certainly would sit and play it. Not Tales of the Abyss, though. I still have Tales of Berseria or whatever the hell it is to play. Berseria, yeah. Um, Good luck. I wish you Godspeed on your journey. You said you would play it with I, me. I bought the PS... I got... No, no. I, I bought the PS4 one, Tales of Zestiria. Oh... Oh, maybe that's what I've got then. So it's on PS4. It might be. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Bazeria made it to PS4. Um, and in, in case, or is it Tales of Vesperia? Uh, Vesperia is different. Oh. So there's Vesperia, Bessaria, and Zestiria, because everything has to end in an IA. And the only reason, of course, we're bringing up Tales of is because we like to needle Austin. I know. For making us play a 70-hour game that we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tales of Berseria. Um, Austin, I will play that game before the end of the year. It's, it's... Oh, don't make promises you can't keep. You heard what he wants to do to your eyes. It's holes. upcoming. I've got the Batman trilogy. I've got L.A. Noir. And then I've got Tales of. That's that's my running order right now. Now, 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 wait a minute here. Um, we have a little bit of time on the end of mm-hmm. this. Why is Elaine Noir in there? Because I wanted to play it again. I started to listen to the Watch Out for Fireballs episode, thinking I've been listening to these guys. I don't need to play a lot of these games anymore because you listen to one of their episodes and it feels like you've played it again. All the memories are fresh. Everyone's good. I started listening to the L.A. Noir one, and it was about ten minutes into it, and I was like, "Do you know what? I think I actually want to play this rather than just relive it through these guys." So I stopped the episode, stuck the disc in to update it, and it's just been sitting on my to-do list for six months. It's kind of too bad you didn't get it on the Switch. I know, I know, and it was even on. It was on sale at some point in the Switch. It was like eleven pounds. I, w- I would I would pay I think that's like thirteen bucks mm-hmm. here fifteen somewhere there ah I'd probably play it pay fifteen yeah. bucks for Ellie Noir would, it is remastered right it's remastered some of the mechanics have changed I would worry about the Switch portably playing quite a graphic intense game like that because I've been having trouble with things like Minecraft portably if you play it two player I played Civ uh-huh. for an hour and it dropped like forty percent oh, wow in handheld mode so it's like yeah okay you're gonna be a TV yeah um, it's a bit of a bugger but see what happens alright so final final judgments are this was a good pick Austin I I think most people should go back and take a look at this it's kind of a it's kind of an evolutionary dead end to what Zelda started I mean yeah Zelda was made years before so saying this is better than Zelda isn't quite fair but in terms of being a person in 2019, I think this is more fun to play. So yeah, I would say check mm-hmm. it out. I um really quick. Oh. Go ahead. I thought I had final thoughts to say, but I did actually already say them, didn't I? Well, I don't know. Say them again. People like hearing your dulcet tones. Yeah, I really liked. Oh, I said it already. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Austin. It was dead good. All right, uh, you are forgiven for tales of, but right now you're still sitting at dead even. So one bad, one good. Um, really quick, admin. So we've been doing this for a few years, and we have the gray hairs to prove it. So we decided uh, this whole letter thing that we're doing with Retro Rewind. I still really like it. And I enjoy having constraints on things. But Luke came to us and said, "Hey." My name is Luke, and I deign that we do an episode about a game I want to play. And it's mainly to just annoy the ever-loving piss out of me. Uh, and that game is Craig. I can't even spit it out of I'm my not, mouth. I'm really sorry. It's James Pond Robocod. It's the second in the series. And... Now! Yeah. Don't give anything away. Don't do it, Craig. But uh, the only reason I have decided to do this... It's because I know in the end, I will be justified 
and saying that this is a terrible franchise that should have died along with smallpox. Um, uh, smallpox is coming that, back because all your American anti-vaxxers. Oh, look, we all... I'm sorry. I'm just sorry for all of America. <laughs> um, if you pay for it, I'll, I'll, I'll go live there and try to come up with an accent that will make me sound less American. Uh, I may go French or Spanish, I think. But uh, Spanish would be good. I, do you see a lot of Spanish people out there? Nope. I've... Yeah, well, see, there you no, go. Not at all. I will be that cool Spanish guy from America. Uh, on the other admin front, like I was saying with the, the letters, we decided since Luke was coming in with his surprise finger up the butt, we're going to say, okay, this is a good break point. Let's change the format a little bit. Uh, this doesn't really affect you as a listener because if you like Austin, and I suggest you do so he's not Lord and King of the suggestions, it won't matter. You don't have to follow this format. Just shoot out what you want to shoot out, and we'll just make a break for it. But we're going to stop doing the letter picking, and we're going to go by year. We're going to start on 1986 because anything before that is very hard to get any amount of talking out of. Uh, hey, Craig, you like that game with the dot? Oh, the dot. The dot with the two lines either side. Oh, yeah. Those lines are bright, and they are straight. There. We have just reviewed every Atari 2600 game. You don't need to listen to anything else. So, yeah, we're going to start in 1986, and we're not exactly sure what our cutoff is going to be before we round the bend again, but we're thinking maybe the end of the Wii U's life cycle, Ooh. so probably two weeks after it launched. That's a good idea. What about 2009, huh. 10 years ago? 10 years ago is good. Ten, 10 years ago works for me. Oh my gosh, that was 10 years ago, Craig. I know, I know. I said that and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we're, we might end up hitting some early PS3 stuff and some early 360 stuff. Uh, if you haven't come back and played anything from that gen, it, it feels retro now. It really does. Like, if you went back and played Uncharted 1, ooh, ooh, or Gears 1, yeah, that's uh, it's, it's some old puppies. But anyway... Our next big game for the bit effect episodes. Couldn't get that out. Uh, Craig, what do we got coming up? Next big game. Oh, God, hang on. I really I really should know that I've got to have the thing open before now. You know that? And I'm not... When you are scheduled. I'm not even going to fake doing anything. So this will come out. Oh, that means next week we've got Arkham Asylum. Ooh, that's a good That's one. That's a very good one. Uh, Craig, can you do a good Joker impersonation? Uh, no, not at all. Like, actually... Neither can I. That. You think we can get Mike to do we'll one? get Mike to do one. He, he normally comes out with some right. really random, really good impersonations. He's really good at impersonating the British. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good at it. So, yeah. Um, all right. Next Retro Rewind is James Pond. Next big game is Arkham Asylum and then after Arkham Asylum we'll be starting on the years oh yeah 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 I'm looking forward to it because it's it's nice to have a wide selection but you get to see games evolve well depending on what you pick if you pick James Pond 1 in 90 and mm -hmm. James Pond 2 in 93 you're, you're not seeing anything evolve yep. 
but I'll save that for next week. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. And Austin, despite our gentle ribbing, appreciate the, 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 the stroke that I just had. I appreciate the suggestion. And to all of our listeners, uh, thank you very much for sticking around. We see the numbers go up. I mean, they're not like PewDiePie-level numbers, but who cares? I still want to gently kiss each one of you on the forehead before I pat you on the head and put you to sleep. In a non-creepy, <laughs> hitman-y way. Oh my god, right. Stop. Not like the Assassin's right. Creed cutscenes where you stab the person and then... You know, not like Dave. that. Stop. In a gentle, fatherly way. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we will catch you next time. See ya. <laughs>